Chapter Fifteen of the Swordmaker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The Swordmaker by Robert Barr. Chapter Fifteen. Journey's End in Lovers' Meeting. Roland slept until the sun was about an hour high over the western hills. He found the captain waiting patiently for him to awake, and then that useful martinet instantly set his crew at tying up the bales which had been torn open, placing them once more in the hold. He was about to do the same with the weapons captured from Furstenberg, but Grussel stepped forward and asked him to put pikes, battle-axes, and the long swords into the cabin. Roland nodded his approval, saying, "'They may prove useful instruments in case of an attack on the barge. Our own swords are just a trifle short for adding interest to an assault.' when once more the hatches were down and the deck clear supper was served shortly after sunset roland told the captain to cast off directing him to keep to the eastern shore passing between what might be called the marine castle of Faltz and the village of cobb with the strictest silence he could enjoin upon his crew Faltz stands upon a rock in the rhine a short distance up the river from cobb while above that village on the hill behind are situated the strong square towers of guttenfels don't you intend to pay a call upon foss grafenstein asked eberhard it is notoriously the most pestilent robber's nest between mayence and cologne no said roland on this occasion false shall escape you see eberhard on our first trip down the rhine it is not my intention to fight if i can avoid conflict the plan which proved successful with the four castles we have visited is impossible so far as false is concerned if we attempted to enter this water slosh by stealth we would be discovered by those levying contributions on the barge there is no cover to conceal us so i shall give false the go-by and also good in fells because the latter is not a robber castle but is owned by the count palatine a true gentleman and no thief the next object of our attentions will be schomburg on the western side of the river near Overwessel. as the grotesque hexagonal bulk of the faults with its numerous jutting corners and turrets and over all the pentagonal tower appeared dimly in the centre of the rhine under the clear stars the captain ordered his men to lie flat on the deck himself following their example roland and his company were already seated in the cabin and the great barge lying so low in the water as to be almost invisible with its black paint floated noiseless as a dream down the swift current without the slightest warning came a shock and every man on the lockers was flung to the floor of the cabin with cries of dismay for too well they recognized the preliminary to their disasters of the night before roland sprang up on deck and found the boat swinging round broadside to the current which had swept it so near to the castle that at first it seemed to have struck against one of the outlying rocks 
the fantastic form of the faults hung over them looking like some weird building seen in a nightmare its sharp pointed pinnacles outlined against the starlit sky the captain muttering sonorous german oaths ordered his men to the sweeps but roland saw at once that they were too close to the ledge of rock for any chance of escape he hurried down into the cabin every man his sword and follow me as silently as possible up on deck roland said to the captain let your rowers help the chain to bring the barge alongside but when the robbers appear pretend to be getting away although you must instantly obey them when ordered to cease your efforts the prow of the boat ground against the solid rock jammed in between the stout chain and the low cliff roland was the first to spring ashore and the rest nimbly followed him with every motion of the barge the bell inside the castle rang and now they could hear the bestirring of the garrison and clashing of metal although the single door of the faults had not yet been opened this door stood six feet above the plateau of rock and could be entered or quitted only by means of a ladder roland led his men to a place of effective concealment along the western wall of the faults only just in time for as he peered round the corner his men standing back against the wall to the rear he saw the flash of torches from the now open door and the placing of a stout ladder at a steep angle between the threshold and the floor of rock below most of the garrison however did not wait for this convenience but leaped impetuously from doorway to rock others slid down the ladder and all rushed headlong towards the barge which made its presence known by the grinding of its side against the rock and also by the despairing orders of the captain and the hurrying footsteps of his men on deck more leisurely down the ladder came two officers followed by one whom roland recognized as lord of the castle Volzgraf hermann von Stalek a namesake and relative of the laughing baron of furstenberg and quite as ruthless a robber as he cease your efforts at the prow shouted the false graf to the captain when he had descended the ladder and concentrate your force at the stern swinging your boat round broadside on to the landing the captain obeyed and presently the boat lay in such position as the nobleman desired now there was a great commotion as at a word from the falsgraf the garrison fell on the barge and began to wrench off the hatches a task which they well knew how to perform follow as quietly as possible whispered roland to the two lieutenants behind him who under their breath passed on word to the men roland ran nimbly up the ladder no guard was set where none had ever been needed before Grussel was the last to ascend, then the ladder was pulled up and the massive door swung shut, bolted, and chained. The invaders found torches stuck here and there along the wall, and the picturesque courtyard with its irregular balconies and stairways seemed in the flickering light more spacious than was actually the case. 
although for the moment in safety roland experienced a sense of imprisonment as he gazed round the narrow limits of this enclosure he had endeavoured to count the number of men who followed the false graph but their impetuosity in seeking the barge prevented an accurate estimate although he knew there was more than double the force that obeyed him and therefore it would be suicidal to lead his untrained coterie against the seasoned warriors of stalic he ordered Grussel to take with him six men and search the castle, bringing into the courtyard whomsoever they might find, also to discover whether any window existed that looked out upon the eastern landing-place. The remainder of his men he grouped at the door under command of Eberhard. "'I fear, Eberhard,' he said, "'that I boasted prematurely in thinking good luck would attend me "'now that I lead what appears to be an obedient following. "'Here we are in a trap, and unless we can escape through rattles, "'I admit that I fail to see for the moment how we are to get safely afloat again.' "'We are in better fettle than the Volsgraf and his men outside,' returned Eberhard, "'because this fortress is doubtless well supplied with provisions, and is considered impregnable. "'While the Volsgraf's impetuous chaps, who did not know enough to stay in comfortable quarters when they had them, "'are without shelter and without food.' you have certainly done the best you could in the circumstances and for those circumstances you are free of blame since not being a wizard you could scarcely know of the chain indeed eberhard it is just in that respect i blame myself neglecting your own good example who discovered the chain at forstenberg this trap is a new invention and so far as i know has never before been attempted on the rhine i might have remembered that stalic here is cousin to the red margrave who likely has told him of the device indeed the chances are that stalic himself was the contriver of the chain for he seems a man of much more craft and intelligence than that huge laughing animal farther up the river i should have ordered the captain to tie up against the eastern bank and then send some men in a small boat to learn if the way was clear no eberhard i blame myself for this muddle and through anxiety to pass the falls i have landed myself and my men within its walls i must pace this courtyard for a time and ponder what next to do go you eberhard with the men to the door allow no talking or noise listen intently and report to me if you hear anything you see, Eberhard, the devil of it is that Stalic, like his cousin with Cologne, swears allegiance to the Archbishop of Mayence, and here am I, after destroying the fife of one Archbishop, securely snared in the fife of another. I fear their lordship's next meeting with me will not pass off so amicably as did the last next meeting cried eberhard in astonishment have you ever met the archbishops roland gasped realizing that his absorption in one subject had nearly caused him to betray his momentous secret ah i remember continued eberhard it was on account of the archbishop's presence in bonn that you returned from that town when first you journeyed up the rhine 
yes said roland with relief it seems to me went on eberhard consolingly that even if we may not leave the castle at least the false graf cannot penetrate into the stronghold therefore we are safe enough not so eberhard replied his chief the false graf has the barge remember and it can carry his whole force to cobo elsewhere returning with ample provisions on siege instruments that will batter in the door despite all we can do nevertheless let us keep up our hearts get you to the gate eberhard i must have time to think before grossel returns alone with bent head he paced back and forwards across the courtyard under the wavering light of the torches very speedily he concluded that no plan could be formed until grussel made his report regarding the intricacies of the castle my luck is against me my luck is against me he said aloud to himself as if the sound of his own voice might suggest some way out of the difficulty luck always turns against a thief aunt a marauder said a sweet and clear voice behind him aunt how can it be otherwise when the gallows tree stands at the end of his journey roland stopped in his walk and turned abruptly towards the sound he saw standing there just descended from the stairway at her back one quite evidently a lady not more than eighteen perhaps but nevertheless with a flash of defiance in her sombre eyes which were bent fearlessly upon him the two tirewomen accompanying her shrank timorously to the background palpably panic-stricken and ready to faint with fright ah madam how came you here cried roland ignoring her insulting words too much surprised by her beauty of face and form to think of aught else i came here because your bully upstairs hammered at my door and bade me open which i would not do defying him to break it down if he had the power it so happened that he possessed the power and used it i deeply regret that you should have been disturbed madam my lieutenant erred through over zeal and i ask your pardon for the offence the girl laughed why sir you are the politest of pirates but indeed your lieutenant seems a harsh man without even removing his bonnet he commanded me to betake myself to the courtyard and report to his chief which obediently i have done i did not guess that women inhabited this robber's nest my lieutenant is searching for men in hiding so please accept my assurance that you will suffer no further annoyance you are surely not alone in this house oh no her ladyship the false graf's wife and her entourage have sought shelter in another part of the castle and presently they will all troop down here prisoners to your most ungallant subordinate that is should their doors prove no stouter than mine or if your furious men have not dislocated their shoulders how came you to be absent from her ladyship's party because urbane pirate captain i am an unwilling prisoner in this stronghold being an obstreperous person who refused to obey my superiors those set in authority over me consequently am i immured in this dismal dungeon of the water rats on thus youthful pirate i welcome even so red-handed an outlaw as yourself 
then are we in like case my lady of midnight beauty for i too am a prisoner in false grafenstein and when you came was cogitating some plan of escape therefore rebellious maidens the sword of this red-handed freebooter is most completely at your service and the speaker once more doffed his bonnet with a gallant sweep that caused the plume to kiss the flagstones at his feet and he bowed low to the brave girl who had shown no fear of him End of chapter fifteen